We had a very senior person of our organization at K-Force visiting us, and he said something really amazing. He said, do you think you're a recruiter or a sourcer? You have to be a recruiter. Sourcer means um, someone who just finds resumes. Recruiter is someone who's like building relationship and maintaining the relationship. So you want to be a recruiter and I want to be a recruiter, not just a sourcer. Because when you maintain the relationship, uh, first of all, you feel good about yourself because you feel like you're making meaningful connection with the world um, instead of just being transactional. From the cubicle to the lab, the studio to the war room, climbing the corporate ladder or joining a scrappy startup, experience a day in the life of the jobs you want. This is the Experience a Day in the Life podcast. We interview professionals, entrepreneurs, and recent grads about what a day is actually like on the job, hour by hour, or as we like to call it, they're a diddle, spelled A-D-I-T-L, which stands for a day in the life. This podcast will inspire you to gain experience beyond the classroom and launch a career of your own. We're your hosts, Chris DeBeau and Matt Poe. Welcome to part one in the two-part Ready to Recruit series. In this episode, we're going to experience a day in the life, hour by hour, of Polly Choi, a recruiting manager at K-Force, so you can decide if this is a career you can see yourself doing. Polly's day-to-day tasks boil down to K-Force's motto, we love what we do, we love who we serve. You can hear the passion for people she has in her voice, so let's get right into the day. It's 6, 10 a.m. and Polly is waking up and starting her day with guided meditation. She told us it sets a cool, calm, collected tone for the rest of the day and gives her the chance to appreciate the fact that she woke up today. Speaking of the rest of the day, today on the agenda as a whole, Polly's got internal meetings, business development tasks, and she's recruiting candidates for the roles of her clients at K-Force. K-Force is a professional staffing services firm with 60 locations throughout the nation, and Polly is a recruiting manager for the company in their New York office. Let's meet Polly and learn more about what she does. My name is Polly. I'm a recruiting manager at K-Force, and we focus on accounting, finance, and technology recruitment. My specialism is accounting and finance because that's my background. So what is the difference between a recruitment manager or just a regular recruiter or a headhunter or some other words that kind of describe similar functions? So in Korea, where I'm originally from, we call someone like me a headhunter. So there are different types of recruiting. So I could have been a corporate recruiter, corporate HR, meaning I work for one company and working to get talented people to work for that that organization. But what I do as an agency recruiting manager is I work with thousands of organizations um, throughout the nation, and we get paid by those companies when we find talent for each of those organizations. And just to clarify, the candidates that you place in jobs, they don't pay you, right? No, they don't. Okay, so the money's coming from the company. Exactly. Okay. Only when we uh, find somebody perfect for that specific company. Back to the day. After meditation, Polly showers, gets dressed, and heads out the door by 7.30 a.m. No breakfast for Polly as she does intermittent fasting. Polly hops on the subway to make it to the office by 8 a.m. 
So uh, in the morning, it's pretty quiet because, you know, people start showing up, you know, 7.30, 8. Um, and then 8.30, we have a morning meeting uh, where we go over you know, what we've done in the past days. And after 8.30 meeting, it usually lasts for 10, 15 minutes. Um, Everybody is like game on and everybody gets on the phone and talk to their client, talk to their candidate. Um, I try to spend my morning time um, doing a lot of the work um, toward my clients so building relationship with new clients and also nurturing the relationship with existing clients so uh, I spend most of my morning keeping in touch with my clients. Polly comes back from the internal meeting and hops on the phone with a candidate who wanted to speak to her about a job opportunity. Calls like that go a little something like this. So when I get in touch with my candidate, I, I think, you know, the most important question is why, why he's looking for a job and, you know, how I can help best. So um, I get in touch with people over the phone after, you know, exchanging a couple emails. Uh, when I'm properly connected, um, I ask why and then what are you looking for and what are you missing in your current job, basically. And then we discuss those things over the phone and um, if they're really really good candidate meaning of course everybody's good I believe in people but uh, depending on whether I can actually help them um, or I may not be the best recruiter so then I redirect them to some other recruiting agencies who who specialize in those or uh, just provide some useful material um, because you know K-Force love what we do and we love who we serve anyways Uh, we want to add value to everybody's life but then like I decide whether to invite them over to the office or, you know, from here, please take um, whatever I can give you and then, you know, go find your job. So, yeah, this candidate was really good and I just wanted to um, keep in touch with him. Um, I didn't have anything for him at the moment, but I know that we will have more jobs um, for him that meets his criteria probably in the next month or so. Um, So I just invited him over for next week. So that's usually how the call goes. After the candidate call, it's now 8.30 and she's consulting with her planner and to-do list she made the night before and reprioritizing where needed. Like, for instance, if you know my candidate is getting an offer from my client or someone else's client, you know, that becomes priority. So I just kind of like, you know, update my plan as I go. But yeah, I, I use a planner that's like really well uh, <laughs> organized for me. Now it's 9 a.m. and from now until noon, Polly is dedicating time to focus on the business development work instead of recruiting. That means she's getting in touch with the companies that hire K-Force to find qualified candidates for their roles. She has 20 to 25 phone numbers to call during this time. Some of them are her existing clients and some of them are people she's hoping to partner up with to be their trusted resource provider. She also called one of her existing clients to get her feedback regarding one of her candidates who went in for an interview yesterday. So generally speaking, what are some pain points and feedback you've heard from your clients when your candidate interviews? I'm not going to like, you know, be too specific about one job, but generally speaking, um, I feel they want both technical skills and soft skills. So if you are super, super smart, you can do the job better than anybody else, but you have zero social skill, you may not get the job because at the end you will be working with your hiring manager um, and colleagues for eight to 10 to 12 to whatever hours a day. So 
they want someone that they can really connect with, not just somebody who can do the work. So building on that, what's some tips that you have sure. for interviewing? Sure. I mean, I know like I have specific personality. I know I cannot be liked by everybody in the world um, and same to everybody. But what can really make difference is if you do have an open mind. I mean, I believe in like energy because if you think like, oh, she must not like me or... Uh, I'm nervous. If you keep thinking that way, you may act that way and the other person can feel that. Have a good mindset. So that's first. And then another thing is if you don't understand each other, I think it's going to be really difficult for you to connect. I think it's all about do I feel understood? Do, do they feel like I understand them? So a really, really good thing uh, that you can uh, apply when you go on the next interview, anybody who's hearing this, is give a firm handshake and then ask the hiring manager or interviewer, thank you so much for interviewing me today. Thank you so much for having me in here. And then go right into this question. I have a quick question for you before we start the interview. I'm sure you get so many so many resumes because you're such a great organization you know by then of course you should have done all the research about the company about the role so you should be able to say all the good things about the firm you know how amazing that is what made you um, choose me to bring in what are you looking for uh, in this position and what did you see on my resume uh, that made you you know have me join here today then they're gonna tell you exactly what you're what they're looking for maybe not 100% but really really good overview of what they're looking to find and that way you know what to focus on or also that way you know whether it's the right job for you or not because you may have different skills a b c d e you may think they want d and e Maybe you can just assume things that way based on the job description, which is not always 100% accurate uh, picture of what they're looking for. So when the hiring manager says, well, I'm looking for A and B and D, you're going to be like, oh, wow, I'm so glad that I asked this question because otherwise I would have focused so, so much, much on, on e. talking about yeah. D and E. Now I know I need to focus on A and B and D um, instead of D and E. So understanding what they're looking for uh, what they're uh, dreaming about. I think those are the key in order to have a, I guess, successful interview. It's now noon and Polly is having lunch with a past candidate who's really, really happy in the new job Polly set her up with. Generally speaking, Polly tries to set up lunch with her past or potential candidates or clients so she can catch up with them. She's also very hungry at this point because it's her first meal of the day. It's gotta be good. Could you speak on how important it is to, or if it's important, to keep in touch with the candidates that you did place? It's very important. Um, so yesterday, actually, we had a very senior person of our organization at K-Force visiting us, and he said something really amazing. He said, do you think you're a recruiter or a sourcer? You have to be a recruiter. Sourcer means um, someone who just finds resumes. Recruiter is someone who's like building relationship and maintaining the relationship. So you want to be a recruiter and I want to be a recruiter, not just a sourcer. Because when you maintain the relationship, uh, first of all, you feel good about yourself because you feel like you're making meaningful connection with the world um, instead of just being transactional. 
So after one, you go into next, and then next, and next. You place one person, and then next, and you never hear back from them. You never approach them again because you're done. Doesn't work that way. Like you want to build relationship and on a, and connect with them on a personal level, and a lot of good things happen. I'm not saying it in a salesy um, business like way. But it does make me really happy and feel proud to do what I'm doing. I go back to them and making sure that they're doing well and they come back to me, keeping me posted how things are going. They're getting promoted, making me super happy. They're sending me their friends and family. It keeps coming when I make good relationship. I'm not going to lie. I don't, you know, make this kind of deep relationship with every single person. It's just impossible. Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to do that with as many candidates as possible. Words to live by. After lunch, it's 1 p.m. and it's sourcing time. I mean, I have to source yeah. in order to build a relationship. Um, it has to start somewhere. So yeah, I usually dedicate my afternoon um, to recruit people and connect with people. Again, um, doesn't necessarily mean I just you know go find new candidates um, because I'm done with one. Um, I you know use this time to connect with my old candidates and you know, catch up with them um, over the phone or over coffee in person um, or um, really go out and find out who is going to be the right person for the new job that we got. Yeah, there are a lot of jobs that we have. So <laughs> we need to be like really working diligently and efficiently. Got it. Yeah. So one thirty, you got on the phone with someone who you thought was a great fit mm -hmm. uh, for a job in Jersey. Can mm -hmm. you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I get on the phone um, with this candidate uh, I found on one of the um, job board and he's actively looking and that's why he posted his um, resume there. And yeah, um, it turns out he's a really good candidate for uh, many of the jobs that we have. That's, uh, I would say that's jackpot because uh, <laughs> we can uh, send him to different positions and there's more chance that he's going to get one of the jobs that we have, uh, which is great for the company and for me and for him. But what K-Force does and what I really, really like about K-Force is when I was in like your shoes, when I was a candidate, I used to hate recruiters. I am a lover. I love people, but I used to hate recruiters who push <laughs> me to go on an interview, even though I don't want to. They push me jobs. They force me to do things that I don't want to do. I just, you know, stop talking to them because like, like you, you're not thinking of me. You're thinking of yourself. You know, you don't even know what I want. So that's not what I'm, tr you know, doing. I try my best to avoid doing that. So K-Force is very ethical organization, which is why I love K-Force. Um, we never send people without their permission to any company that we work for always go ask them first and only after we getting permission from the candidate and the candidate is okay with us submitting their resume to our client and they're happy with it that's the only time when we submit to one or two or three or five <laughs> clients mm -hmm. but of course it's a it's my job as well to not really convince, but really show them the value in the position. If I honestly believe that it's a good opportunity for them, I go above and beyond to explain to them why I think it's a good opportunity to them. And we, sometimes we go back and forth, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, discussing why this is or this is not a good opportunity. Of course, I don't know everything and he doesn't know everything, but at the end, 
if we can come to a conclusion, like either I agree with him or he agree with me, um, at least we talked about a deeper, you know, matter, and then we agree with each other. <laughs> so sometimes it's my job to really, you know, dig deeper, and whether it's convincing or being convinced. 2.30 rolls around and she's meeting with a candidate in the office. These meetings usually happen after email introductions were exchanged, a phone call transpired, and Polly now wants to meet the candidate face-to-face. Kind of like dating. First of all, when you meet with someone, it feels different. You can connect better. You don't want to be just a voice over the phone or words over the email. <laughs> uh, I, I like meeting people too. So when we invite people over, that means... By then, I'm relatively sure that this is a great candidate, um, that we may be able to help, um, meaning place at one of our clients, uh, whether it's now or in the future. Um, and we usually talk about, like, you know, again, why, why you're looking, um, what really matters to them, whether it's family or money or title. Everybody has different value system. Everybody has different goals that they want to achieve when I meet with them I realize they open up and I get way more information out of them so that's why we always um, are encouraged to meet with our candidates as much as possible you mentioned a few indicators that he was a good candidate and someone you wanted to work with what are some of those indicators that you look out for to say yes I'm working with this candidate he's a good guy or she's a good woman I want to work with them. Of course. So uh, another thing uh, that really helps by meeting candidate is I can see how they look. And again, you know, by the time they're invited to our office, I already know that they have good experience and I already know that, you know, they or she or he sound good over the phone. Um, but sometimes people surprise me. <laughs> they show up and they may have a very funky hair or very inappropriate outfit. Um, not necessarily that they're going to show up to an interview that way, but I can guide them. I can advise them. Well, you know, as a joke, like, you know, just, just to be, uh, just to be mindful of your interview tomorrow, you know, you don't want to show up this way. You know, you want to be <laughs> groomed well. You want to be, you know, looking really sharp and clean and neat um, because look, unfortunately, it does matter. Um, even though you know everything in the world, if you look sloppy, company may reject you because you just don't look good. So I advise on those. Uh, but what makes up good candidate if you show up with very clean, you know, groomed um, outfit, have really good manner, very good eye contact, you know, firm handshake. Basically, can I imagine this person going to an interview and do a really good job? with the hiring manager, impressing the people that he's or she's going to meet with. Can I just picture that? I can picture that he's going to do a really good job. So that's how I feel like, oh, yeah, he's going to do really, really good. But of course, there's a lot more to that behind the scene. We need to talk about different things. Um, but when I see the person, I, I feel, you know, whether it's going to really work well or, you know, they need a lot of coaching or advising. So generally at K-Force, after recruiters meet with a candidate, they like to share a nice pitch because the recruiters need to show the value the candidate will provide to their client's hiring manager. So in this summary, she's including his experience and any pertinent details about the conversation. 
After that, she's working with a candidate of hers to prepare for their interview tomorrow. While Polly doesn't recruit for entry-level positions, she's got some advice for you guys on how to answer those tough interview questions. You know, going back to what I just said earlier um, during the podcast, like, you know, asking that question, what are you looking for? Understanding what they want and what they're looking to find is really critical. Um, And I mean, I guess like what I know is what everybody else know. It's just like, you know, applying that um, in actual interview date and at the site. Very, very basic thing. It's really not... It doesn't really take that much, you know, doing the basic things right, such as being polite, uh, having good eye contact, having a firm handshake, being on time. Some people being late and they don't, you know, contact me or contact the client and then the person shows up. Oh, sorry, uh, the train was running late. That's not a good excuse. You should have let them know, let me know in advance that you you know, you're having trouble with your traffic or whatever. Everybody is busy. So just those little manner that really, really matters. Um, and another thing, you know, knowing your resume, whatever is on your resume, I, I learned from my manager, we recommend our candidate to, before the interview date, kind of like expand the bullet. Whatever bullet you have on your resume, um, just think about what you have done, why you've done it, with who you did it with, uh, what system you used uh, when you did this typical um, task and what was the result, what went wrong or what went well, and if something went wrong, what did you learn from that? Something like that. Because like, these questions always come up like, you know, tell me about the time when you had to resolve a problem or when you found some issue, um, how did you communicate? Uh, what happened? What did you learn from that? Like all those behavioral questions, I think when you're doing those exercise it does take some time but it's totally worth it because if you do that once and go to an interview you would not ramble if i say uh like i don't know i've done it but i don't really remember the detail because such a long time ago you're out (laughs) that's not a good answer so make sure that you do um that exercise for all the important bullets um and if the bullet you feel like it's not really relevant why do you even have it there right you know so it all goes back to you know like really focusing on the basics and knowing what you know the proper way and doing what you know the proper way another important thing to know when interviewing is it's illegal in the state of new york and others for recruiters and hiring managers to ask about past salaries but polly does ask candidates what their salary requirement is along with other must-haves like location and benefits. That is our job to align the right talent for the right job, and that includes the right salary. I think that's the beauty of using a recruiter because, you know, I told you guys before, like, you know, most of the job you should be able to find on your own, like 75% of the jobs are filled by uh, internal networking and referrals. And we only fill 20, 25% of jobs out there. However, then people may ask, then what's the point of using recruiter? I'll just go find the job on my own. Well, we are an experts. We know how to do things better and we are efficient. So because we address these questions up front, we know what's chances are, you know, it's not going to work out. Then we tell them, I don't think it's going to work. Let's not waste time here because it doesn't pay enough. Or if it's too far away from where you live, it's going to take three hours for you to commute. 
probably it's not going to work unless you can move to, you know close to the company. So all those deal breakers, uh, we have to kind of weed out. It's now 6 p.m. and Polly is done for the day. Well, in the office at least. Polly told us... K4S has a really good, I would say, work-life balance. I mean, we work really hard when we work. And a lot of the time, people um, do end up staying later than this because we just love what we do (laughs) and who we serve. Um, But yeah, I mean, we can leave whenever we need to leave as long as we produce and perform we have a lot of autonomy which is why i love my job because it's all about efficiency and it's all about i guess um you know making it work it's not about what time you're here and what time you're leaving uh, which i really you know disagree with that approach what i love about k-force is we love we always tell people that family comes first like senior leaders always tell us that and that makes me so happy they never push us to put business first. They care about people so much and people appreciate that they care about us and that we just do a good job for our client and, and candidate. I think that's probably why K-Force has been around for such a long time. 9 p.m. rolls around and after she's had dinner, she logs back in, responds to two interview requests from companies and sends out another 30 messages to potential candidates for two active jobs that she wants to focus on tomorrow. Again, she loves what she does, so she has no problem working after hours, especially if that means she'll be in a better position for the next day doing so. So you just experienced a day in the life of a recruiting manager, but how does one actually become a recruiting manager? In part two of the Ready to Recruit series, join us as we go through Polly's career journey and experiences leading up to where she is today. Polly wanted to become a journalist early on, but in order to leave her home country of Korea, she was advised to find a career that was more practical and steady, which was accounting and finance. Learn how she navigated living and learning in the United States, pivoting from accounting to recruiting and tapping into her network for new opportunities. Stay tuned. At Experience a Day in the Life, we're building an online library of content all focused on a diddle or a day in the life of different jobs and professions across the world in all different industries. So if you want to share your a diddle, you can do so at xadiddle.com slash share dash my dash a diddle. That's x-a-d-i-t-l dot com slash share dash my dash a-d-i-t-l. Thanks for listening. Head over to xadiddle.com. That's x-a-d-i-t-l.com. There you can find the show notes for this series and more A Day in the Life articles. And you can get to know us and our guests more by joining our communities on social media. Follow at xadiddle on Instagram and on LinkedIn by searching for Krista Bow and Matt with one T, Poe. If you learned something in this episode, please take some time to help our mission by leaving a positive rating and review of the show. Each week, we bring you a new interview series with guests from different jobs and different industries. In each series, we'll live a specific day in the life, hour by hour, and experience their career journey. So don't forget to subscribe.